there, Rabbi. How are you doing today? I'm good, Joe. I'm just enjoying the dry heat, lack of rain here in the Judean wilderness. That's not what Israel looks like today, is it? All over the place? No longer. This is what a, most of Israel looked like before 1948, well, before the 1900s, actually. And because of the kibbutzim and the farms and the planting, it's become green and growing. So it's very different now than what it used to be under the Ottoman Turkish Empire. Sounds suspiciously like something a Zionist would say. You know, that's now come to the to the front. The the term Zionist Zionism. Someone has charged or said that it's racist, and someone else says it isn't racist. So there seems to be a debate going on out there. So I just wanted to give a little bit of history and my own position, which I've given in little pieces. But I want to make it more coherent. And so, yeah, that's my topic is Zionism, Joe. Most people don't realize that the term Zionism was coined in 1890 by a newspaper reporter, Nathan Birnbaum. And he, he defined it as a national movement for the return of the Jewish people to their homeland and the resumption of Jewish sovereignty in the land of Israel. You see, resumption of Jewish sovereignty, not establishing something that didn't exist um, because it was under the Ottoman Turkish control, not under Jewish sovereignty, even though Jews lived there. So that was his term. And it's curious because this idea of a, what a national life in the land of Israel, the historic land of Israel, we look at what went on in Eastern Europe, we look at the pogroms, we look at the Holocaust, we look at lots of things that went on, and sure enough, these things were going on, but up until about 1890, um, the bond between the Jewish people and the land of Israel was more of a dream, more like the end of days. The idea that a Jewish leader, which may, people may think of as the Messiah, but remember, the Messiah is only going to make an announcement. The Messiah doesn't do anything. He just announces that God's kingdom will be established on earth and Jerusalem will be the capital of God's kingdom. The temple will be rebuilt. And all the people will go to Jerusalem and go to the temple, and it'll be the heaven on earth, the end of days. And that was the, the dream. And that's how Zion was used. Zionism and Zion was not used as a political entity, as a country, as a return. That's why when he used it in 1890, it was so novel. No one had ever talked about a physical place. Wow. But we make lots of assumptions. So that's why I'm, do, I'm talking about it now. The premise of the Zionist ideology was to have an identity. The Jewish people, their place where Jews could go, become productive, re-enter history, unify community, be responsible for their own destiny. Okay, nice 
talk, nice theory. However, what I want to remind our viewers and our listeners is that there isn't a monolithic Zionist movement. So this defining Zionist as racist or whatever you may define it as, not just unfair, it's wrong. Because there were many different streams competing for attention regarding the Zionist movement, how it should be built, what were its goals. Most of people today focus on political Zionism, which is an outgrowth of practical Zionism. The idea of practical Zionism was a gradual process of immigration. Jews would immigrate to what would become the state of Israel. It would become large enough that world powers would grant approval to a Jewish national home. And that's what the UN eventually did. So practical Zionism kind of flowed into political Zionism. Now, Theodore Herzl was the founder of modern political Zionism. He was a politician, a newspaper recorder, reporter, and he envisioned a country, a political entity. I am not a practical or political Zionist. That's why I always define myself as a Zionist with a small z. Because the movement, the Zionist, not Zionism that I adhere to, is not the popular one. And it doesn't tie itself to a political entity. I'm a spiritual and cultural Zionist. But doesn't that require, on some level, uh, the support of Israel? Or is it just like I could be a Native American and not live on the reservation? I just... Exactly. You could love French culture, all things French, and live in the United States of America. Because you're not talking about the Republic of France. That's a political entity. You're talking about cultural, spiritual values. Now, in an ideal world, spiritual and cultural Zionism should reside within a Jewish homeland. Achada Am, a writer, author, a Zionist, put forth cultural, spiritual Zionism, he challenged Herzl. And he was such a visionary, it's unbelievable. But Achad Am is now in the, I don't know, the, the background of history. Because Herzl totally ignored cultural, spiritual dimension of Judaism and focused on a political entity. Achad Am, and this was in the 1900s, 
he wrote, we need to, to talk with the Arab population in Palestine first and foremost before any more settlement takes place. He wrote that there's going to be a serious problem confronting the new state of Israel once it's formed if it hasn't come to grips with the indigenous Arab population. He also said the Arab Palestinian people need a country. There is an Arab Palestinian national movement and that movement, unless we deal with it now, will come back to haunt us. And what has happened, Joe? Exactly what Achad Ha'am predicted. He was totally sidelined. It not only sidelined and ignored, I bet no one watching or listening has ever heard of Achad Ha'am. I bet most of you out, this isn't a criticism, just an observation because of the way it was sidelined. I bet most of you have never heard of cultural, spiritual Zionism. And that's because political, practical Zionism made a point of pushing it aside and ignoring it. What a visionary. I am a disciple, a follower, a fan of Achat Ha'am. Well, I'm a fan of you, Rabbi, and I'm never going to push you aside, rest assured. So I'm going to get my encyclopedia out and look up this fellow and then learn more about it because I have a feeling there's a key in there somewhere that might suggest, dare I say it, actual possible solution to the situation going on. But in the meantime, thank you as always for your wisdom. And so confession, when I talk about a Palestine and an Israel, recognizing each other's right to exist and cooperating, it comes right out of the writings of Achat Ha'am. I would like to take credit that I invented it, but I'm saying it right here on the air, that that's what Achat Ha'am said in the 1900s. I'm a Zionist with a small Z.